This is Jim Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. You are full of bullshit, my friend. I will sue you for everything you have. I will sue your ass. Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Don't Skip the Intro. My name is Dan, and joining me every week is the Jim Rockford to my Angel Martin. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, are you excited for this episode? I am. I am uh I'm I'm ready to rock out to this. Uh was that an intentional pun? Uh yes. Well, I've already alluded <laughs> to it. Uh, but before we get to the topic of this first episode, we're going to just give you a quick rundown of what we're doing here. We are talking about, if the title of the podcast didn't give it away, the intro to your favorite and most hated and middle-of-the-road television shows. The theme songs, the the background, what happens in the theme song, during the theme song, uh, any weird credits, just anything that happens in the intro and then at the end, Ryan and I will both give you our advice on whether to watch the intro every time or skip it. That's correct. And this week, we are starting off with what is possibly the best choice to start this podcast off with, The Rockford Files. You've been like really wanting to talk about this one, and um, I'm really interested in hearing about the... Uh... Kind of the whole thing with this intro and like the show and stuff. Well, I think the reason this is the best way to start is um, before the theme song, they have like a preview. We'll call it a preview of the episode you're about to watch. And we're going to get into that a little bit. And then they have something that is not unique, but uncommon, and that's a part of the intro that is different for every episode. And we're going to get into that. And then the theme song and what happens in the background during the theme song. Then we're going to talk a little bit about what we think about the show in general. And then we'll talk about the outro. Then we'll give you our opinion. And then we're out of here. Yeah, exactly. So first off, The Rock for Files does something that a lot of shows don't do these days. I think some reality shows do it, but they have a preview for the episode before the episode starts. It sounds like something we just talked about. It does, but nobody's heard that. <laughs> that was a little Easter egg. Oh, okay. Um, I think Rock for Fowls does a good job. Like other shows that I've seen do this, they give too much away in spoilers. Rockford Files, they come close to that line a few times, but I think they do a good job of not spoiling the episode, but teasing it in the right way. So they do a little like, this is going to happen in this episode and uh, try to show you like kind of a glimpse of what you're going to watch. Yeah, like they give you examples of what type of action is ahead of you, but they don't say exactly what the context is. So you're like, oh, how did he get into this situation? Or how's he going to get out of this situation? But yeah, they they don't they do a pretty good job of not just explaining the situation like we see in some shows of this era. And this is a uh, seventy five, I believe, was when it started. Man, that's a long time ago. <laughs> it was at twenty five. Wow, wow, that's a long. You're right. 
47 years. Yeah, wow. That's almost as old as I am. So what got you to like pick this one? Well, like I said, I think it's because of the intro. It has so many factors that make it ideal for our podcast. I mean, I like the show. I enjoy watching the show. But specifically, since we're focusing on the intro, I think it has different factors that while it's not, I, w- I might say it's in the top 10, but not in, in the top five intro slash theme songs ever. But we got to save those for like the milestone episodes, right? I mean, you could, you know, but, you know, it's just, it is a podcast, so whatever is whatever. See, this is why you're like the uh, Confucius of this podcast. Why is that? Because you say such inspiring things, like whatever is whatever. Like, who can argue with that kind of logic? (laughs) Well, uh, we have so many intros to go through, and I mean, to put things in categories is one thing, but I mean, there's just... There's just a lot to talk about with like an intro, and I I just don't want to. I mean, we probably will have to do an episode about like the top our favorite categories of intros and stuff, but I just don't think we're there yet. Oh no, certainly not. Like we got to get people to care about what we're saying to begin with before we're going to go into that territory. This intro does set like the standards of a lot of um, its predecessors and stuff, like what intros were this intro actually cared about and this is like why i kind of like think the podcast is fun to talk about because this uh intro shows like they put a lot of effort into it instead of putting just like a title card up and that's when i I, whenever like a show just puts a title card up with a little like jingle to it i always feel like they don't believe in an intro even with this one for how old it is, but this was at a time where this is how shows were. They put effort in their intros. I just think that's cool. Speaking of putting effort in the intros, after the preview of the episode you're about to watch, there is a little segment where they pan across Jim Rockford, our main character. They pan across his desk to his phone which is ringing, and then his answering machine picks up. And after his outgoing message, there's an incoming message, and it's different every week. And it always aims to be humorous. Sometimes it misses, but I think it always tries to, to your point, putting effort into it, tries to establish in at least some small way the reality that Rockford lives in. And see, this is like... uh... This is why you don't skip the intro for a show like this. And this is like kind of the mentality you would have during this time because they're like, just at least watch, you know, even if you didn't finish the intro, you know, cause the rest of it's probably the same, like it is every week, you know, that, that little tidbit is just still effort put into, you know, the producers and the editors and whatever it is to be like, Hey, you gotta like, listen to at least you know the 10 second bit little like taste of the episode well it's not a taste of the episode but yeah exactly and like we even talk we're even talking about how they put this effort in but if you look at it it's not that much effort because it's the same visual you know it's the same video recording it's the same 
outgoing message. So even the main star doesn't need to re-record it every week. And the person who calls in isn't usually, usually isn't uh, like a recurring character. So they could just have any, you know, cheap voice actor come in and play the voice on the incoming message. Yeah. But it's like you're never going to know, like, how different is that going to be? Oh, yeah. It's it's worth listening to every time, you know. Even if it's even if it's like an eye roller where you're like, oh, that's just dumb. Yeah. And, you know, it they they do a good job that they put it in the beginning. I mean, they could bend dicks and like that could be the last five seconds of the intro. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's the thing. Like when you're streaming Rockford Files, you get the preview and then it says. Uh, now I'm now I'm doubting my memory here because I don't remember if the skip intro comes up after or before the voice or the answering machine in 1975, the answering machine segment. So you can watch the answering machine bit and then still skip the theme song, which is essentially skipping the intro in the, the streaming parlance. But if they put it at the end of the theme song... You know, after the theme song, before the show starts, then they could just have it where you skip the intro and it, the episode starts where the answering machine segment begins. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you mean. But yeah, this is why I said Rockford Files is a great place to start because this is one where I'm going to spoil my answer for the end, but I say don't skip the intro because you get a little bit of variety something new every time that you watch it and the theme song is a classic i mean i think it won a grammy and they released it uh, as a seven inch record no way that's crazy <laughs> okay it was re- it was released as a seven inch record and it even had a b-side that was written by the same guys who wrote the theme song that's good i mean see and this is what i'm saying like the point of this podcast and why I think it's like an interesting idea. It's like intros to TV shows and all that stuff do get recognized and have effort put into them. And it, it's it's more than just like selling the show. And, uh, you know, that is one element of it. But, you know, like some of these things just like stick to people's minds and that's like what they know. They might not even be fans of, you know, the Rockford Files or whatever it may be, but they know of the intro. And that's like, I guess this is a good example of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're going to hit intros in the future where they were also released as singles. Or, uh, obviously, I can think of two offhand that were, you know, existing songs that were used as intros. Yeah, that represent like the show, you know. No, I get that. The one thing about the Rockford Files theme song, though, is like it's it's a classic. You know, it's kind of a banger, but I I'm a little lost on how it represents or goes with Rockford and like his situation and the themes and the mood of the show. So how is that? You know, like he's kind of a, you know, he's like down on his luck. He's an ex-con, framed for a crime. He lives in a trailer in a parking lot. He can barely pay his bills. 
And they never show that. Like, they don't show the trailer stuff. It's more or less as, like, high-class thing. If, I, if I'm wrong, let me know. What do you mean they never show that? In the in the intro? Yeah. In the first episode, which I think was, like, a TV movie, at, they edited it into two episodes. So if you watch the first two episodes, it was actually originally a TV movie. They show his trailer from the outside when they do the answering machine bit because there's a different actor who played his father in those first two episodes. And in the subsequent episodes, when they're panning across his desk, there's a picture of his father on the desk. Oh, now, okay. I don't know if it was like that when it was originally aired, like if they just showed his trailer for the answering machine bit. Or if they had maybe a pan across the desk, put a picture of the original actor. I couldn't say how it was originally aired. But yeah, when I watch it on the streaming services, yeah, it's it's the preview of the episode. Then just a shot of his trailer in the parking lot while they do the answering machine bit. And there's like a one there's like one second of them zooming in on a telephone, which is weird. And that's like where the intro is born <laughs> you know so yeah i'm curious about whether when the i guess it was a tv movie i think it was a tv movie when that first aired if they even did the answering machine bit like did they have that already conceptualized when the thing first aired yeah i mean i i don't know i guess we would have to ask those people that or maybe like a dvd release would have it yeah with like uh background kind of information on the intro and yeah or stuff. just you know you can watch the the way it aired originally you know like the pilot episode yeah like watching like that being like produced would be pretty cool so what did you think about the like effects of the uh the intro too because it is funny you know this is you know obviously an older show it has this whole detective kind of look to it and like it's just all like shot by shot and yeah i i think it's still kind of you know we'll get to like our like review of it in the end but it still represents what the show is being like a detective show and i think it it holds like a lot of cool elements with the music and even like the like kind of the transitions they're trying to do during this time you know they weren't trying to go like really wacky and all that stuff it's just like hey let's Let's shoot the uh, main character just being like a cool guy. The intro shows of just like, you know, they probably just like, hey, just walk around set right now, you know, for uh, the main actor. I forgot his name. James Garner. Yeah, James Garner. Just like, like, yeah, just be yourself. Like almost like a, he's already got the job. Like just walk around the set, like get in the car, drive around, do this. Yeah, and they like like you said, they put in effort, and it's things that show you and typify the situation that he goes through. Like, there's a part where he's talking to a woman who's like going through a file, and he looks exasperated by the whole situation. There's okay, so the first episode, I believe, there's one recurring character in the intro, and then in later episodes, they add his father who, you know, the when the actor comes on who plays him for the rest of the series. And then another character, Angel Martin, is also included in the background of the theme song. Okay. 
Yeah. So, and they show him talking to the cops. They show him like you know staking people out, and so it's like you're saying, like we're saying, effort put into just what's playing behind the theme song. That also informs you of what you're about to watch in the show. Yeah, and it's like he is a detective, you know, and like I think with even from the phone call, it's like you get he's he's about business, you know, he's waiting for his next case. He gets the phone call and then like the way the intro plays out, it's like a lot of running around, you know, car driving, talking to people, doing this. And then it's more or less like, obviously, like kind of like the joke stuff in the show, I'm sure. But in the end, you know, he's like, you know, having a couple cocktails, like talking to people, being like a actual like, you know, badass, like cool detective towards the end of like the end. Oh, yeah. He's always making it with the ladies. Yeah. And that, too. But it's like they just like show you that it's like he's on the job. He's doing his thing. But again, he's like. In the intro, showing that he's getting the job done, and like towards the end, it's like he is a badass. And yeah, I think if I if I'm not mistaken, like the very last little piece of him in the intro is him like fishing with his father. Yeah, it goes from like more intense to basically like relax. I guess that's yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point, Ryan. I didn't. Connect those dots when I was watching it. Because that's like what you do, you know. You get a you get a file, you know. You're like, I gotta get this job done, zero to one hundred, you know, to like that. And then as you're completing it, you know, you just kind of wind down, and you know, that, that's basically like an episode. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in the in the TV show format, you know. Yeah, and and. Like, uh, Rockford Files is a little formulaic, but it's not always. You know, like, they have their moments. But sometimes it does seem a little like you've seen this episode before. Yeah. But then there's there's other episodes where it's not your typical one. Like, you, the first episode, you know, there's there's gunfights. And there's, there's, like, I think there's a car chase in every single episode. I always think that's the easiest. Like, it, it's funny when you think about those. And even to, like, today's standard, it's like, I think a a car fight is an easier... <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, a car chase or whatever. Because even, like, in, like, the newest Batman and all that stuff, it's like a, a car chase, I think, is... And I could be totally wrong. I don't film movies or anything, so, you know... Call me and tell me I'm wrong or whatever. But it's like, it seems like those are like easier things to film and like to understand because you only have like kind of like a limited thing where it's like instead of having like a bunch of actors and a bunch of people like shooting guns and doing martial arts or something, that could get messy, you know? I think if a car is just like doing a jump or like going a turn or like going fast. You could like calculate that better, and you don't even have the principal actors involved. Yeah, they don't have to be in there. You know, you could actually have like professional people that know how to drive these things. You know, mm-hmm. and they're more obscured. Not like like in Star Trek when you're watching it, 
And then halfway through, you're like, who are these two people fighting? Because clearly that's not William Shatner. Yeah, see, and like those things too, you know, it's like that that can mess with it where it's like if they do have stunt doubles, you're like, especially during this time, it's like they didn't do the best at, you know, it's like put a wig on, you know? Yeah. I, I would I would expect in this show there'd be a lot of car kind of um, just antics and things like that. Well, he is known for his car and his evading maneuvers. Yeah. Like it's it's like a Rockford thing to like when there's somebody chasing him, he'll like pull a U-turn and slide into a parking spot and then like duck down so that they just drive by not realizing that, oh, it's that <laughs> parked car that we just drove past. Yeah, they're looking for someone who's speeding away at 70 miles per hour when he's just in a parking lot. Yeah. And with, like, a car that, like, no one else has, you know, non-distinguished car, <laughs> that that's such, like, a typical thing of this time. And even, like, to later, too. But, I mean, that is a detective show kind of trope, you know? I mean, you got to have a badass car and be, like, a badass driver. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his car is it's, – it's almost like a character in the show because yeah. it's – like he goes out of town and he'll rent the car, but it's always the same gold. I want to say it's a Trans Am. I'm not a car guy, um, and I didn't know this was going to come up in the show, so I didn't look up the make and model of his car. Just look um, at the intro. There's a lot of you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's the same car, and it gets it gets blown up and it gets shot. But just like you know, every other show like like magnum or um i mean night rider i guess but that doesn't really count you know that by the next episode it's all thatched up like nothing happened or you just happen to be able to buy the exact same car in the exact same color yeah it's never an issue with any of these like detective kind of shows i mean you could probably list off all of them but it's like i mean that always probably does happen even if it's just like opening the car door to hide or con- hide around a couple like gunshots and stuff that they do in every cop show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, and they probably have that and all that, and they still drive their you know Lamborghini, you know, uh, you know, convertible, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, it's that's always the detective kind of thing. It like makes no sense of like what they should be doing for their job as like cops or detectives, I guess, but makes them look. Have cool. you ever hid behind a car when you're being shot at? Not being shot at, luckily. Well, wait, well, were you hiding behind a car? Uh, I've, I've, I've slept under a car and I've hid behind a car just, just to hide. But, uh, you know, that's why you choose big cars, not small, uh, you know, convertible cars. Okay. <laughs> Everybody write that down. Yeah, Confucius say if you need a car to hide behind, get a big car. For sure, they have they have you know more room under, and uh, you know they're less, in, you know people aren't worried about that. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Rockford Files one hundred and one. When I bought my car, I didn't think, huh? Am I going to be able to hide underneath this thing? What kind of car do you have? Uh, Volkswagen Jetta. All right, cool. Thanks. My mom thinks so, too. <laughs> so, anything more about the intro, you think? No, I think I'm good on the intro. So, along with the car, there's 
human recurring characters as well. Uh, there's Detective Dennis Becker. There's Angel Martin. There's, like I said, his father, uh, Joseph Rockford. And there's a lawyer, Beth Davenport. And, like, besides James Garner being such a good Rockford, like, he, it's one of those characters where you, you can't imagine anybody else playing the part. Like, everybody else who has recurring roles in the show are just great in their respective roles. Joe Santos plays Dennis Becker, and... You know, he's got like like the exasperated, you know, trying to do the right thing, but also being bound by like what he's supposed to do as a police officer, you know, helping Rockford when he can, but like trying to keep it under the table so he doesn't get caught. And then Stuart Margolin, who plays Angel Martin, who is in prison with Jim Rockford. And is always like scheming, but at the same time trying to stay out of trouble so he doesn't end up back in prison. Noah Beery, who plays his father, is. He's actually kind of an inspiration to me because <laughs> there's this one episode where something happens to his father and Rockford's out looking for him. And every time he goes to someplace, like a store, or a bar, they're like, oh, well, he was just here. And after he leaves here, he goes to such and such a place because it's Saturday. And that's what he does every Saturday. And like all these people know his routine. So I have a Thursday routine where every Thursday I go to the same places. I try to do it at the same time of day. And like some, you know, I'm friendly with the people who work there. We talk, they know my name. I know their name. And some of them know <laughs> where I'm going to next. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched that episode. And I thought, oh, that's so cool. I want that in my life. So I started my Thursdays where I go to the same places every week. Hey, it's nice to be, you know, the uh, whatever it is you go and all that. It's just like the regular, you know, that's not a bad thing. Oh, no, not at all. Like, they're nice to me, and sometimes they'll, you know, give me discounts or free stuff. Yeah, exactly, you know. And it's, you know, like any kind of, like, hospitality and all that, you know, if you're good to them, hopefully they'll be good to you. And if you're a good customer, it's just like, yeah, you reap the rewards of that because you want to go back there every time. So that's funny. There's um, the absolute gem. Oh, my God. What's her name? Gretchen Corbett, who plays his lawyer, Beth Davenport, who she's another recurring character, who they all just do great jobs, and they're all so charming. And this, besides James Garner, they just make the show. Yeah, like a good cast of characters. And, and that does seem like that holds up in this show. You know, that they like actually got a good you know, roster of people to make this, uh, what it is. 
Yes. From start to finish. Like, you know, the the writers and actors and and obviously the the music guys because you know winning Emmys for a theme song. Yeah, for sure. Emmy or a Grammy. Oh my god, I can't remember if there's an Emmy or a Grammy. Makes sense that it would be an Emmy. If they won something for just their intro, I mean that's a lot, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a synth- synthesizer in the beginning of the the uh the theme song. And it was nineteen seventy five. Synthesizers weren't exactly on everybody's ears, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, I mean so for me after all that it's a definite don't skip the intro for me. And for me, I would agree. Good. I mean, like the preview of the episode, I could do without. But the answering machine, the theme song, I'm there for it every time. You know, every time a new episode starts, I'm there for the answering machine and I don't choose to skip the theme song. I want that. That uh, the, just just a Rockford theme song. Not everybody knows it, but everybody should hear it at least once in their life. And it's it's like you said too. Even if you're not gonna get through the whole, you know, it's like a minute long or whatever. But it's to hear that extra just call that gets put in. Even mm-hmm. if it has to do with the episode or not, it's it's you know if you're a fan of the show, you want to be in on that whatever joke it is, you know. Yeah. So that's why it's like, you know, this has it 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 has a good soundtrack and it has character to the intro, and you know it, it's 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 it has effort put into it as well, which I've probably said a thousand times, but. You know, it's just, again, like it, this is the reasons, you know, why we're doing this podcast for things like this. And it's always those little things because it's not like they have to redo the intro or anything. It's like always like putting in like Easter eggs and stuff like that, that makes you want to come back and watch it or like hear the next bit for the episode. Yes, so that's two don't skip it, ironically, because they did not phone it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we uh, we actually are on the phone now. You could say that. I mean, technically, if you want to think about it that way. Well, I think technically we're not on the phone, but we are in the, I guess, the 2022 version of a phone. Yeah, you've dropped calls a bunch of times during this episode, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah, so if there's any weird audio uh, on the final product, it's because my Skype kept cutting. I just kept, I kept, I just kept jamming the phone, you know, just like Rockford would do. Like, there's too many cases here. (laughs) I I just want to go drink some Manhattans. Manhattan is that your is that the 1975 drink? You know, he's a classy guy. I just went for went for that, you know. He smokes cigarettes, you know, he always has like a whiskey kind oh. of beverage, so I don't know. Oh, speaking of that, I got to I got to bring this up because 
It is the one thing about Rockford Files that really bothers me. And that's that he's always leading women around by the arm. Like he's always grabbing them by the upper arm and leading them around. And it just, yeah, it's like one of those things that really pushes my buttons. It just annoys the hell out of me. And he does it like every episode. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so demeaning to these women. And I know it's 75 and it's also an actor and it's also a work of fiction, but I feel like it's like stage directing. Like they tell him to do that sort of yeah. thing. And it just, uh, it just, it rubs me the wrong way. I really want it, uh, it, it. It's one of those things that really gets to me. I hate when, uh, uh, mm, uh, okay. Yeah, I said my piece. No, I mean, that'd be a good question to ask him. Like the actor, if we ever have him on the podcast, you know, uh, um, I think he's deceased. Well, I guess we'll never have him on the podcast. Yeah. We'll just close that phone down, but, uh. Yeah, you know, it is it is in a, a a time where that, you know, they would do that and Yeah, you know, it goes with the whole like I said, like he, you know, he's smoking cigarettes everywhere, like you know, it it's like he's for how much he is a badass detective in all the sense of the ways, it's like he is still that guy that's just like, "Oh, you know, I'll get a drink and, you know, I have girls and, you know, I'm smoking a cigarette, you know." It's like no private eye lives like that in the real life. Really? I mean, how many private eyes do you know? Well, none, but that's how I don't know that they don't live like that. I, I just don't think if you're living that good, you're a private eye. <laughs> Wait a minute. You think James Rockford lives good? Oh. Or lives well, I guess we should be saying. I've never seen the show, so, but, you know. Oh, okay. Well, here, let me let me clue you in. He lives in a beat-up, rusty trailer in a parking lot near the beach in California. But that's what you want, because you always... Oh, how is that what you want? Well, I'm just saying that's like what he's like selling, you know? It's like you still get the girls, you still get paid, you still get all the good stuff, and you're still looking See, that's cool. See, he doesn't get paid. He doesn't get paid. Like, every episode, he's trying to collect money from people who are stiffing him. All right. Or he's taken charity cases. Now, I, I can understand what you're saying in regards to, like, there's always a guest star and it's always an attractive woman who's asking him for help. And he's always ends up kissing her at some point in the episode. Yeah. And yeah, like, if you're a private investigator, you're not getting, really, in real life, you're not getting all these, you know, run and gun, Perks. car yeah. chase. Uh, now, I'm talking about the opposite of Parks, like, risking your life shooting bad guys it's like taking photographs of cheating husbands so you're not getting all these super attractive women that are going in the bed with you you're getting you know long stakeouts and nothing exciting happens but yeah it's at the same time it's he doesn't have this glamorous lifestyle he eats you know tacos for breakfast lunch and dinner because you're in california every taco place is a med like the best in california Right, Malibu, California. Okay, all right. I was confused. <laughs> but, I mean, if you, you know, the tacos in California are amazing. Like, you can get, like, a great taco everywhere, even, like, authentic, so. Right, but I'm saying, A, it's 1975, and he's getting what looks like 1990 version of a 
Taco Bell hard taco in these shows. But it's not like he's like, oh, I need tacos. I love tacos. It's convenient and cheap. All right. All right. I see what you're saying, you know, and that is what it is, you know. But he has a nice suit. (laughs) (laughs) He always looks good. He's got a nice suit. He always always looks good for some reason. (laughs) For being a bum. Sure. He always dresses pretty well. For 1975. Detective lifestyle, you know. It's, it, it, I mean, this is a show that is, uh, you know, it, it is one of those ones that, I mean, for how old this is, too. I mean, setting the standards of a lot of other detective shows like uh, Nash and like, uh, I don't know, any other like kind of like Miami detective shows and stuff like that. still there yeah oh i'm back yeah but i i feel like this actually is a kind of like a a a rock of detective shows that probably a lot of people don't think about that maybe like more like maybe 90s detective shows or even 80s that's like did you ever remember the rockford files like this started all that shit you know well i understand what you're saying but i think that people are aware of that okay like yeah i think people are like oh yeah this is like a you know you know a predecessor or an ancestor of the rockford files like when i was watching it recently and thinking about an episode where um he convinces people that he struck oil on the land that they own because he bought the mineral rights to that land, even though they own the land on top. Uh, it struck me that it was almost like a uh, an episode of Burn Notice. Did you ever watch that show? I've seen it. I, I think I've seen the first season. Okay. Where it's like that, where it's like they con them into thinking that, you know, it's better for them to leave their nefarious situation than to continue down that path because, you know, it's going to be more money or more trouble than it's worth and yeah he like you know the character on burn notice he's in a similar situation where you know he's a burn spy rockford is a uh framed uh criminal well he's not a criminal but he was framed as a criminal um you know michael weston lives in a shitty loft above a nightclub rockford lives in a trailer in a parking lot um yeah they've got their you know recurring characters who help them and i think you know there's you're right rockford files is foundational in a lot of ways but i don't think people forget about it i think they understand where they're coming from and the the lineage that they're a part of and that's all i care about because that's cool you know it it deserves that yeah agreed well let's give that a two thumbs up for don't skip the Rockford file intros, right? Yeah, if we want to call them thumbs up. Yeah, that's two don't skips. Uh, and that's that's how we end up on our first episode. Our first episode and our first official two don't skips. I don't think it's going to be like that in the future. Yeah, we're going to get into the muddy waters of uh, not skipping or uh, 
skipping. Like, like avoid like a plague. I can think of a few where like I like get anxiety about having to listen to the theme song. Yeah, like it's so awful. I just can't wait to get past it. Like when you hear that first chime of whatever it is, you're just like, "Where's the button's not even fast enough?" That that, oh, see, yeah, not even that, not even that. It's like I know it's coming, and I've got the cursor poised (laughs) over the spot where I know the skip intro is about to appear or i'm not even gonna wait for the skip intro button i'm just gonna hit the little progress bar yeah there are and there's even the more intense where it's just like i pay not to even have that (laughs) yeah but then we're thinking to put us out of business uh, for sure but again they're still the intros and we'll find them and we'll see if we can skip them or not but this has been fun man i'm glad we got this in for our uh you know first episode and you know, you've been talking about the Rockford Files for a while. And like I said, I, I really appreciate you like helping me on this journey of, you know, podcasting and stuff and doing this show. So that's why I thought this would be good. You know, I know we talked like off mic about you're like, oh, should we do one of my kind of things? I'm like, of course, you know, like this is kind of the whole thing of uh, us doing this. So why not? Yeah, uh, I guess. I'm not sure what you mean by no. That. I'm just I'm just like appreciating you helping me out, like doing the uh, "Don't Skip the Intro" podcast, and uh, you know, for the first episode, of course, I would do something that you'd want to do. You know, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, uh, yeah. When when you came up with this idea, I thought, yeah, we can make that work. Um, I I've seen a lot of TV shows. And I have a lot of TV shows on DVD, and yeah, I'm always when that thing comes up, I always think to myself. Should I skip the intro? Is it even like sometimes they're just too short and it's like, why bother skipping the yeah. intro? It's just like three seconds. Just And yeah, they're usually open. like, you know, it's it's not a bother. They're not like amazing or like, you know, worse, but you're like, yeah, it's like a minute long. And if it's a good show or even just like something you like don't mind, you're just like, yeah, why would if it's a DVD too, you know, it's like, just have it go through, you know, and. Yeah. It's just how you would watch it. Or if it's really short. Yeah. If it's really short, you're just like, by the time I find the remote to say, skip the intro, the intro is going to be yeah. over. And that's a, what we'll probably talk about with some shows and all that stuff, too. Some oh, some definitely. do go too short. Some do too long, you know? Uh-huh. So too long. Oh, those yeah. are the worst. All right. But those are for future episodes. Everybody, thank you for listening to the first episode of Don't Skip the Intro. Again, my name is Dan. And this is Ryan. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.